Yeah, the theme is Yo Bee Boo 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 You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony with Corey and Daniel as always. Can you hear me? Hey, what do you know? Good. Um, yeah, we just had the best immaculate grid of all time. It was actually immaculate. Yeah, we did. I don't know it if anybody immaculate. did it say that was the lowest anybody's ever scored. Yeah, I did. I actually got I'm getting a lot of emails right now from pro football reference. Um, they're wanting some sort of yeah Vegas interviews. They're talking a hundred thousand dollar check. There's what? a lot. I mean, multiple things going on here. You tell them no. Our time's not worth that. Up the yeah. I, I just went ahead and told them we weren't interested, so yeah. we don't have to worry about that. With that being said, I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks. So you <laughs> fellows have fun. <laughs> what? How do we know? Like, what is the lowest? I don't know. Is there a way to look that up? I'm sure dudes cheat every week and try to like compete oh, with each other yeah. on who can cheat and find the lowest. I mean, there's probably yeah, there's well, no way sure. to know. those scores. Listen, as an avid technically, gamer, you can tell when you look at leaderboards if somebody's cheating. True. Okay, smiles. You shut the fuck up. What smiles say? <laughs> you, you can tell like when there's a disparity that's impossible to get to. You can tell. You know, you know what I mean? At the same time, like, we, we technically cheated, too, because there were three of us and not just one. Sure. Uh, there's also, fo- like, football historians out there that probably scored way lower than we just did as a three-pack. So, Okay, well, you can't score way lower than 116. Let's get it fucking right, okay? You can't, true. You can't score that much lower. That was a pretty damn near perfect grid. I don't want to go on about this for too long, but what did you say? There was, there was like one spot we could have done lower significantly, right? Because we had the LaShawn McCoy versus Sammy Watkins thing. And those were about even. Yeah. So really there's one spot hiding there. Oh, well, I want to move on. I want to move on. Um, And we're going to start getting into our tactics and where we could have done better. Yeah. I don't want to dwell on our success here. But seriously, did they call you about that? Yeah, no, no. Oh. I did not get contacted. But I won't be here next week or the week after. <laughs> okay. Um, who will be here next week? It seems Jonathan Taylor has returned to practice. You see what I did? Ooh. Bang. Ooh. It was almost wow. like we it was almost like we talked about hey. this before the show and had it all ready and you guys set me up to bring you in to Jonathan Taylor's return. Hey, what didn't you add a new sound to the soundboard? That was not on purpose. That's dude. You should have played that sound. Jonathan Taylor's back. Okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Wait, did you say Jonathan Taylor's back? <laughs> oh, he's back. He was a full participant in practice today. So, I mean. 
I don't know what to say. Like, I feel like I, I honestly <laughs> legitimately feel like we have all been duped. So, yeah, I think we have. I think we have. Um, because everything seems to be, you know, roses and I don't know. There's a phrase there that I don't, that I don't have nailed down, but flowers and roses. Probably something like boo-boo on my boo-boo. <laughs> flowers, roses, doo-doo in my diapy. There it is. Uh, yeah. But... Obviously, like in the spring, Taylor said, I'm just going to show up, play football, and if a contract comes, a contract comes. Just what Michael Pittman said. John Taylor got the new agent at some point in the summer. I don't remember all the dates. And then everything changed. So I don't know what led to Jonathan Taylor getting this agent. I don't know if the agent came up to him and said, hey, man, let me represent you. I'm going to get you a ton of money. And Jonathan Taylor just said, yeah, sure, man, let's give it a shot. And they had all this shit going. We're, we, we want to trade. We want this. We want that. At the end of the day, the Colts called him on their bluff because at the end of the day, Jonathan Taylor does not have a choice but to show up and play football because if he does not show up and play football, he gets $0 in money this year, and he shows back up next year with the same $4 million contract he's got this year, and we do this all over again. And guess what? If you want to do it again, we're going to call you on your bluff again. You can sit out, and then you can just get paid $0 for two years and get older and be irrelevant. So at the end of the day, he never had a choice. Um, I think all the drama came from the agent. The agent was out communicating, you know, sending shit out. They want to trade. We don't want to play for the Colts, blah, blah, blah. I don't think the Colts ever, like, bid onto it for a single second. And here we are. And in the last week or two, the agent has come to John Taylor and said, hey, man, it didn't work out. Sorry. Um, You're just going to have to go play football and prove that you deserve a contract. (laughs) And so we're exactly where we are were before he got the new uh, agent. So I will say they're doing a good job of saving face right now. Like they've kind of kept the drama out of the news in the, since the season started. And now he's back and everything's just flowers and berries and doo-doo in the diaper. And here we are. Jonathan Taylor will probably be playing football this Sunday. I don't know how many snaps. I don't know if it'll, you know, if he'll be starting. He may take all the reps. We don't know. Maybe he's he's been conditioning and he's all ready to go, which is very possible. But I would imagine if he's for some reason not in absolute total top shape, that it'll be a limited snap count. But we're gonna see Jonathan Taylor on Sunday. Let's fucking go. There it is. What uh, what do you think, Daniel? I hope we do. I think the Colts are much better with him. I think Anthony Richardson's development is much better with him. Um, I think he's a way better running back than Zach Moss, even though Zach Moss is really uh, he's really showed out uh, recently. He's he's done everything he should with the work he's gotten. So, um, yeah, I hope so because I think yeah. Jonathan Taylor's great. Yeah, it was Zach Moss is a win for Jonathan Taylor because obviously Jonathan's gonna have to go out and show that he can still play football. But there's at least a buffer now that they don't have to run Jonathan Taylor every single play of, you know, every rush of the game. They at least have a guy that can fill in and get him yards and give Jonathan Taylor a breather and keep him healthier longer. Like, that's that's a plus for Jonathan Taylor right now. I totally agree. What's interesting is this whole idea that we're just going to pretend we're actually pretending. It's been one day since Jonathan Taylor's returned to practice. And it's like... Yeah, so, like, yeah, okay, Jonathan Taylor practiced today. Okay, yeah, contract dispute what? Injury what? Shane, uh, Shane Steichen said, Taylor said that he's excited to be back. 
He's not ruling him out this week. And he wants to see how, his, how he looks injury-wise before making a decision on whether or not he's going to play. Like, we're not even talking about whether or not he wants to play anymore. Apparently, that's just not a thing that's happening. It's very confusing. It's a little bit frustrating as a Colts fan. Um, but, you know, we talked about Zach Moss. And I feel like, I feel like the first week, it just kind of sputtered. It wasn't working. And then as we saw more and more of Zach Moss, I remember at one point... Um, yeah, scripted. I remember at one point we were texting each other. And we were like, Jonathan, who? And Daniel, you were like, he's the best running back in football right now. What do you mean? This Zach Moss guy sucks. And then Zach Moss busts off another 20 yards for a touchdown. Like as Daniel's typing out his message to us, shitting on him. Uh, I honestly feel like, to Corey's point, not only is it a good thing for Taylor for his long-term health, but it was a good thing for the Colts organization to really kind of show like, hey, dude, you know, I've been there. I've been there thinking I'm the guy. Like, I'm the only motherfucker in the building who can get 100 yards in this game. Because it was really, truly, I think Jonathan Taylor, if I'm not wrong, was the first 100-yard back they've had since, like, Joseph Adai. I mean, it was a long time since the Colts had a running back that ran 100 yards. It was a long drought. And so I wonder if that kind of seeped into his head. The agent's a little bit toxic. The agent gets into his brain a little bit. And then, boom, Zach Moss shows up. This guy traded for a fifth-round pick and a terrible contract, which we love Naeem Hines. But it was a terrible contract. Anyway, yeah, I, I think it was a win-win-win. And I'm going to go back to Chris Ballard's one of the best general managers in the league. And if this all works out okay, and if they can find a way to calm this down, and hopefully they do sign Jonathan Taylor to an extension that makes sense, uh, I don't, feel, uh, I don't feel like I'm just being a home, homer in saying that it seems to always work out for Chris Ballard. It always seems to work out. No, I, I agree. I, I think, well, in any fan base, like when things aren't going well, obviously you're, people are going to go after the GM because the roster is not built right and all this. But Chris Ballard gets a lot of shit. Um, but I'll get he seems to know when to pay players and when not to. He never seems to overpay. Everybody wants him to jump on all these players in free agency. He doesn't do that. Um, and, again, he's just held strong in this situation. And, you know, I don't know. It could blow up all again in the offseason if, you know, maybe he doesn't have a great, you know, next shoot. We only got 13 weeks left in the season. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't show out, maybe the franchise tag had slapped on him and maybe we're doing this all over again. But, um yeah, I, I think Chris Bowers is a very patient guy. He knows he's not going to let a, a wild agent get him off his game. So uh, here we are. Anthony Richardson is going to be playing football with Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the league. Colts have looked pretty frisky as a football team. The offense is clicking. Anthony Richardson is an absolute weapon. Um, he damn near led that comeback last week all by himself like an absolute superstar. So uh, I can only imagine what it's going to be if Jonathan Taylor's there. He's hyped up and ready to go. How about another one that's been gone? Cooper Cup. Yeah, what about Cooper so Cup? The, so, the, so the variable is the Rams have the bye next week. Do they rush Cooper Cup back? I'm of the opinion that there's something more significantly wrong with Cooper Cup than what we're being led to believe. I don't know why I think that. Well, what was his injury? Hamstring. But it was bad enough that he was seeking treatment out of state and 
it wasn't just like, oh, just take some time off and heal. It was, there's something wrong with me, figure it out kind of thing. That's the vibe I got. It reminds me of Matt Stafford last year. Like this lingering, awful thing that's just going to make him not good at football. That's what I'm afraid of for Cooper Cup. I hope they. I'm just taking a look at the. I, I hope I'm they don't play. Him. The I honestly, I hope they don't play him. Um, I would like to see him take yeah, another week you, off. What are you seeing, Corey? Uh, Cooper Cup limited participant. Okay. So yeah. I don't know. That doesn't mean much. Could have stood still and caught balls. Yeah. Um, they've got a tough opponent this week in the Eagles, so. Uh, they might feel like they need to get him out there and, you know, try to be full force. I, I think there's a pretty good chance he plays this weekend. My concern would be, is, is this the end of Puka Nakua? I don't because think so. Puka Nakua has absolutely taken that that role that Cooper Cup had of catching 15 balls a game over 100 yards, no matter what, one or two touchdowns, that has been Puka Nakua since he's been gone. So I'm curious. I'm really curious to see what happens with that. I think this is another situation where I think Nakua obviously slides back in the roster. Like He's not going to supplant Cooper Cup as the wide receiver one. He's not going to continue getting 12, 13, 14 targets a game. But I don't know. I saw Puka Nakua for the first time on Sunday, and that motherfucker is huge. I was shocked. I thought it was a tight end. Yeah, he's big. I, he's thought, like it was a, two, I thought it was a tight end catching the ball that many times. Like I could not figure out what the hell was going on and how we were getting beat by a tight end and coverage over and over and over again. But no, it was fucking Puka Nakua. Ah, I, I think Nakua is going to have an easier road ahead of him with fewer opportunities, but he has absolutely earned himself a, he is a cornerstone of that offense now, just as Cooper cup is. I think it's a one, a one B nobody saw this coming, but at this point, knowing what you know now, the only thing I want to assume is that Cooper Cup is healthy. So it's assumed that when he's back, that it's not some lingering weird Andrew Luck injury. Thanks, chat. Yeah, I would, I would hope so. Is this not the best one-two wide receiver group in the league this year? I mean, there's, there's so many. We can we... name a bunch. We can name A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. We can name Sure, T. we can name Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Yes. And we can name but Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But no. are any of them performing to that to that standard? I'm just saying, would you be surprised if they were? Well, we haven't seen them together yet. Hill and Waddle. Hill and Waddle. There it is. Hill and Waddle. Yeah. yeah. Hill and Waddle's the best yeah, one. Hill and Waddle. Okay. I yeah. would not be. I would, first of all, I just thought of this. I would not be surprised if Cooper Cup plays this weekend, but if it's maybe in more of a decoy role, just to get him back out on the field. Okay. And I like just, just having Cup on the field is going to give your offense something you didn't have before. Just, just his presence alone. So I, if I had to place money on it, I would say Cooper cup's going to be playing this weekend. Don't put money on anything yet. That's for later. Okay. You're trying to jump ahead. I, I really wasn't, but it is what it sounded like. Just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else there? Cooper Cup's coming back. Jonathan Taylor's coming back. Who else is coming back? Aaron Rodgers. He was on the field wearing a skinny little boot. When is he coming back? So recently, and I don't want to, this is just like fodder. 
Did you guys hear like the recent comments? He's not talking about the playoffs anymore. I think he wants to come back in season. <laughs> yeah, like after the bye week. I think like he thinks seven? he's coming back this season to play football. Dude, if that shit happens. It was the, that would be incredible. The Achilles was like the worst thing that could happen. Like, I mean, like not the hardest thing to come back from, but like longest injury. Like you're done for a, a while. It's a really, injury. really now fucking long one. Seven weeks and you're back from an Achilles. That would be unbelievable. It seems impossible. Maybe he's just trying to get attention away from Taylor Swift and keep the Jets in, in the conversation. Taylor Swift, Mr. Pfizer. There it is. <laughs> Mr. Pfizer. Not my that's Aaron Rodgers joke, by the way, not mine. That was trending on Twitter so, like four times in the same time. So Aaron with with his like healing, he doesn't believe in like prescription drugs. Like he don't even take Tylenol. He doesn't he doesn't believe in like your body healing with medicine like outside of like natural stuff he's all natural i didn't know that yeah so maybe i don't know i mean it shock me. i guess i didn't realize body. that he like like when you say he doesn't believe in it you're saying like he does not take tylenol right he doesn't take anything yeah do you do you think he took something to go to sleep and pain medicine when he got a surgery Knowing him, I bet he would say it's mind over matter and I got to fight through it. When, when he got a surgery, there's yeah. no way he was awake for that. No, I'm <laughs> sure he wasn't awake. Oh, I, I don't know. You're talking about anesthetic to like knock him, oh. out, yeah. him out. Yeah. He did. I, I, yeah, I was he just, he just laid it. there and took it. <laughs> Give me a football. Yeah, right. like, he's like, all right, doc. So all he's right. not all the way there. He's just. <laughs> He's not for the healing process. But unrelated. I don't want to feel the pain. Totally unrelated. Yeah, for the repairing. Did you guys, have you ever seen that story of that woman that had a brain surgery and she had to play the violin while she had her brain operated on? Did you see that? Jesus, what kind of videos are you watching? Was, it wasn't a video. It was like a news article. It was a real, it was, was a real it thing. All, was it also a cat? No, it was a human being. They were playing the violin. <laughs> it was, it was weird. Like the, they have photos of it. It was some weird operation where they did. I don't know what they did to her brain, but they had her cut open. They were cutting shit out of her head, and they made her play a violin. Think she was a cat after the surgery? I think she was fine. I think that's why they had her play the violin. When she started missing notes, they stopped and moved on what to a different area. What injury did this happen in? I don't know. It was a legitimate thing, though. Look it up. Brain operation wow. violin. That'll probably get you there. Anyway, uh, the Steelers. This lady had her brain split open while playing the violin. Correct. Like, like I do it, feel like I know about this. It was for some reason. in a, like, like a controlled setting. Like it was a hospital, and they did it so that they could know, like, when they got to the part of her brain that controls the music. Like, if they fucked that up, they went too far. Yeah, it was real. It's real. I feel like it's old too. Like I not, think it's like way in the last old. Few years, like like twenty years ago or something. Yeah, I'm Google. I'm Googling it right now. Okay, so old technology even. Wow. Uh, someone else who got a brain operation was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Houston, who saw this coming? 30 to 6. <laughs> Fucking yeah, took the brain was, out of the Steelers organization and smashed it. Matt Canada is getting roasted on social media. They scored six points. Against the Texans. Against this isn't the a good Houston team. Texans. You know what? Maybe they're a good team. 
they're maybe they're a good team. They're two and two. Kenny Pickett got hurt. What was it? Third quarter. I mean, there's no real excuse. Oh my God! They're holy shit. They're they're not a bad football team. I mean, they're scoring points. I'll tell you what though, the CJ Stroud is good. CJ Stroud looks good. He's going to we'll break see. records. We'll see. You were we'll wrong. See who Corey. had him number one in their rookie quarterback rankings? Not Corey. We'll see. You remember when I came home from the combine all pumped up about CJ Stroud? Yeah, yeah. and Corey was like, we'll see. Corey shit on me so hard that I didn't believe it myself anymore. <laughs> like, he made me forget who I was. You gaslighted me, Corey. I'm sorry. I. I CJ Stroud, I, I set his ceiling at Justin Herbert. Let's let's remember that too. Um, I will say I've I don't know if it, any of you guys ever watched the QB school on YouTube. He's a former NFL backup quarterback, but he does like uh, rookie quarterback analysis every week. And CJ Stroud's got some jazz in him, and he he's, he anticipates the throw. He's got the ball out before the receiver's looking. He does all the things that you want to see in a quarterback that's going to be successful in the NFL. So um, I hope he's not successful, but um, <laughs> he, he very well could be. Toxic, hope he bro. fails. Dude, he's a tech. Yeah. He's a Texan. He's a Texan. I get it. I, I hope it. he fails horribly. There it is. Found it. CJ Stroud. Did you find the operation? Yeah, I, I don't have a, a year, but um, I thought, it has to be after 2016. I thought it was really old, too, but I guess there was a guy that got brain surgery in 2016 while he was playing a saxophone. So it wasn't the first time they've done it. Wow. A saxophone? That's a lot more, yeah. like, I feel like that's a lot more intensive. Like, you got to move a lot more involved. I yeah. agree. You're, you're blowing oxygen out of your brain to play the saxophone you don't put while getting brain surgery. One guy was having brain surgery while he's doing jumping jacks. Okay, now you're making shit up. This is where the conversation's gone. <laughs> How am I supposed to go from jumping jacks to the next topic? That's an example of a really bad alley oop. I heard a guy that got brain surgery with doo doo in his boo boos. God damn it. Wrong button. <laughs> What's that sound from? Uh, Metal Gear Solid, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you get what seen. What did Daniel say it's from? It's, so if you watch like digital, like shorts, so like YouTube shorts, uh, they throw okay. TikTok stuff, it's on, okay. on like every fifth video. Okay, so just so you know, that video you watched is probably about six months old. Which video? The one, Which one? The one with the Phillies the fans? The, the videos he's watching with this sound on YouTube shorts is about six months old. Yeah, I... Oh, oh well. Give him a break. He I took a long like, time off social I media. Keep, I don't want to keep up with the times. He took a long I mean, I time away from the Twitter and the Facebook. And you're right. You're right. He's getting caught back up. Getting his is feet that what these kids do nowadays? Is that tweet? Is that what it's called? Even if it's called X? <laughs> is it called an X tweet? <laughs> Hey, what's a feel-good story, guys? Do we have any feel-good stories? Lions Make keep winning. sure you're following us on the World Wide Web. Fuck. I don't know what to say. You don't your magic-looking boxes. 
Hey, Benny. Hey. Oh, my God. I don't know what to say. I honestly don't know what to say. Uh, feel good story. Did DeMar Hamlin play this weekend? What do you think, Tony? How many snaps? Did he play? <laughs> Let's see if he fucking did anything. Oh, my God. DeMar Hamlin. My fucking God. I hope to God Aaron Rodgers does come back this year so that he can be the fucking comeback player of the year. I'll just tell you that. Why do you hate DeMar Hamlin? Kid died on the field, Tony. I'm looking up his stats. Um, he's done nothing. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. So he How did play. snaps did he play? Uh, it doesn't. Oh. Actually, in 2023 game log, it's telling me that he was on Buffalo against Miami. Miami lost 48 to 20. Uh, he had he recorded no tackles, no interceptions, no fumbles. I think they may have just wheeled him out there and then wheeled him back so that they could say that he was the comeback player. He's just, he's just pointing out all these stats. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He didn't even have a single <laughs> passing yard. No, no receptions. <laughs> I said tackles, fumbles, and interceptions. I said defensive stats. <laughs> and then I made a joke about them wheeling him out there. That was it. No safeties. What an idiot. Yeah, he's a, listen, I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> I'm sure he's a really nice guy. Have you put in your minus 1,800 comeback player of the year bet for tomorrow? Hold on. I'm going to put guys. one in for Aaron Rodgers guys, right guys, now. Guys, 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 guys. He cannot win comeback player of the year. Why? Why? Oh, well, shit. He's going to win it, Corey. What do you mean he can't? It's decided. Well, I was looking at his previous two year stats. In 2021, he recorded two solo tackles. Right. So you're saying he's been Uh, bad ever, like always. He's always been bad. What did he do last year before the injury? Well, that yeah, that's he's six tackles for loss, 63 solo, um, three QB hits, and he won AP Coaches Player of the Year. 2022 awards voting. Yeah, they do the, that voting late. What is this award? What is... According to Tony, it's the We Feel Bad for You Award. The APC. If he wins this award, it's absolutely. The CPOY 12 come. What? Something player of the year 12. I don't know what the 12 means. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm, I'm digging. I'm digging. I'm digging. I literally don't see. But so I cannot bet Aaron Rodgers comeback player of the year on DraftKings. It's not there. Guys, he got votes for comeback player of the year last year. I think people were confused. Maybe they thought they were voting for this year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he lives, so let's pick him. No. Especially if they were at that award show. They're like, all I can think about is Demar Hamlin. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my God. Yeah, I can't. I would vote. I would put money on Aaron Rodgers right now. It's not an option. The longest Miles odds. Said he, he did come back to life. Oh my God. Okay. I think, oh. we're, I think we're getting pretty close to the line here. Um, I don't know why it's not there. Jameis Williams. Corey, did you say that award odds. was the CPR award? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to publish this, guys. People are going to listen to this. Speaking of CPR, um, yeah, speaking of CPR, Let's hear it. the Let's Giants, hear it. the New York Giants are in desperate need of CPR. What is CPR? Uh-huh. Culinary? <laughs> what does CPR stand for? I am Culinary, culinary pickles. <laughs> okay. Daniel, will you please calm down? You're, you're really fucking me up right now, bro. Dude, Daniel Jones sucks, the guys. Giants need <laughs> you, I had to do something. I had to do something. Oh, good God. Did you see... Did I send that to you guys? Um, somebody was tweeting at Daniel Jones. Man, I did not take a picture of it. It was... Um, Somebody that said, hey, Daniel Jones, how could you? Um, Oh, man, I'm going to butcher this. I wish I had a picture saved. Shoot. It was something like, all of our guys rushed the passer like so many times that game, and then how could you let the Seahawks have a career night? Or you let the ball go on us within like three seconds every drawback, but then you let Seattle have a career night with all those guys. Why are we so unworthy? Like something like that. I don't know I what quote you're trying to tell, but I guess it sucks. Like, you fucked it up. What? What was the what was that quote you're trying to say? Try again. Do it yeah, again from the start. Yeah, I, no, I could not remember what it is. Okay. Okay. Understood. <laughs> Dude, they looked like shit. I couldn't believe it. I lost my ass. What did you? What were you saying before we started, Corey? I made a bunch of money on a, on. I think it was uh, one of those oh, like. That's fucking cocksucker on barstool sports. <laughs> the fucking old guy that got on the panel. I'm scrolling through TikTok, probably taking a shit. Actually, I was taking a shit. The baby, I had, I put the baby in the fucking race car, and he's running around the living room screaming and shit. And there's this guy on TikTok from Barstool Sports, and it's something called the Mortal Fucking Bet. And he goes, "Guys, I've never done this before in show history." And Big Cat and the other guys like, "Oh shit, oh shit." And he's like, "Underline this responsibly, responsibly underline it. Place the largest bet of your betting career on the Giants this Monday night." And fucking my dumb ass sitting there on the toilet <laughs> taking a shit and kids screaming in the background. Put my whole goddamn FanDuel account on the fucking Giants. He said, it's going to be a beat down. A beat down. We're going to the game, me and my boy. And fucking we're going to have to redeposit this weekend. Oh, my God. I don't know how much I put on it, but I put a bunch. It was a big spread. Um, I put a bunch on it, like 10 and a half. Uh, I thought there ain't no fucking way they lose this game, and they're not going to lose it by ten and a half points. That's for damn sure. I think I put fifty dollars on it. Yeah, that was brutal. Is Daniel Jones trash? 
What's the deal? Yes, he's trash. Tell me, tell me about it, Daniel. Give it to me. Poo poo. They paid him way too much money. I wish I had stats in front of me, but he is not. Everybody was shocked when they paid him because they were like the only ones that thought it was a good idea. Four and year, $25 million contract. Four year, 25 a, a year. A four year, $25 million. Yeah, so $100 million. About 82 fully guaranteed up to, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, 82 fully guaranteed, $100 million contract. And they are locked in for two more years. Really, could be, really bad. Could be worse. Decision. Could be worse. All right, serious question. What were their, did they have any other options at the time? Franchise tag. Yeah, this they, year. They, yeah, they franchise tag Barkley instead. Of, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I would say it was. I'd say I'm a I'm a Daniel Jones like I, I'll vouch for Daniel Jones like there's times when he drops back in the pocket he looks really good and he'll he can dissect a defense but he's got to have a perfect O line Saquon Barkley's got to be healthy like there's a lot of factors that play into it and right now when the team's facing a little adversity he, he just can't overcome it he doesn't have enough talent um, so yeah I think you know if you place a franchise tag on him. Or even if you just let them go, like, let's be honest, there's not enough team here to compete. Yeah, you made the playoffs last year, and maybe that had a lot to do with it. But there's really not enough team here to really think you're on the verge of a Super Bowl run. So we need to lock in this quarterback so we can keep this run going for the next couple of years. Um, I think franchise tag, probably the play, or even just let them go and see where you fall in the draft order in the best quarterback class in the, be- in the last 10, 15 years. Um, so, yeah, looking back, really not a big, a very smart decision. Uh, I didn't really, like, when it happened, I, I kind of felt pretty neutral about it. Like, you know, cool, whatever, lock in a decent quarterback. It's probably a smart thing to do. Quarterbacks are hard to come by, but um, obviously not enough talent there to carry the team through the uh, the, adver- the adversity they're facing right now. I've got some stats in front of me that are actually – like, they actually kind of make me sick to my stomach. So, Daniel Jones threw 11 interceptions last year. He's thrown six already in 2023, by the way. Um, Daniel Jones versus Tannehill. Oh, my God. Um, he had a better passer rating last year than Justin Herbert, than Tua, Garoppolo, Goff, Lawrence. Uh, not, a, not a better passer rating than, than Tua. He was the only one that I named that he wasn't better, but almost better, like within five points. Uh, what the fuck happened to Daniel Jones? I mean, Saquon hasn't been healthy. Uh, that's yeah, he's a totally different quarterback with a healthy Saquon. I mean, uh, that's a whole. It's you know, like I said earlier, just having Cooper Cup on the field gives your offense a totally different dynamic. Well, having Saquon Barkley on the field gives your offense a whole, totally different dynamic, and Daniel just doesn't have the skill to make up for that missing piece. But. Saquon could be back this week, so we'll see how they bounce back. We still got a whole season of football left here, so for all we know, Daniel Jones could light it up the rest of the season. Uh, He could. Maybe we should shut up about Daniel Jones and give him a chance. Uh, I don't think we're in any danger of looking idiotic for our take here. No, but Miss Miles does want to know what Burrow's excuse is. Yeah, Miss Miles does want to know what Burrow's excuse is. It's definitely Just the injury. injury. There's no other factors there, Daniel. I think he pooping his big boy pants. Best bets of the week.
Welcome back to Best Bets of the Week. <laughs> this is a segment where Dan- Daniel and I square off every week. We each pick four games. I pick four spreads. Daniel picks four over-unders. And at the end of the season, we crown a winner. And we crown a loser. And that loser takes shots on the Super Bowl podcast coming. What we decide in- on this? Three? Three yeah, shots right so. Three. Because we're gonna we I don't think we made any in season shot bets, but we need to crank them up here a little bit. So I think we've got uh, a couple. The, we we have some preseason bets. What are they? Um, yeah. I've got the tally here. What are they? Um almost there. We have look at the notes. Did you see how many pages Daniel flipped? Did anybody see that? Uh, twenty eight. Let me see so, the book. Can I see the book? It's just a notebook. Side view. I need to see how thick it is. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's about halfway full. Damn, that's like a college notebook, bro. Um, yeah, Super Bowl show. We did the all the bets on that Super Bowl show, and the two losers get a shot. Right, uh, Lions draft a QB in the first and second round. Me and Corey. Um, A-Rod is Aaron Rodgers is a Packer in 2023. Ooh, I lost that. Obviously, it didn't happen. Yep, Seattle or Detroit takes a quarterback at five or six. That was another shot for me. Uh, C.J. Stroud, draft position, over under three and a half. I lost that one. Yeah. And then week one, we had Miami plus two and a half versus the Chargers. That was a Tony versus Daniel. Did I win that bet? I actually don't have a winner on that one, but that one should be easy to look up. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I took the I took Miami, didn't I? Yeah, you took Miami to cover that two and a half spread. So you was what was the motive on that? I think we were having an argument. Wait, what was the bet? Oh, yeah, by Miami. It was 36-34. Miami won. Miami was, they were underdogs by two and a half, and Tony took Miami to cover, and I thought nice. the Chargers would win. So, nice good job. Thank you. All right, so we need to be, you know, let's find some hot takes here in the next few weeks. Let's get some more bets on the board. Uh, let's make that Super Bowl show crazy. Uh, we'll jump right in here. First bet of the week for me. The Bills are at home versus the Jags this weekend. The Bills in the last few weeks have really started to come back and show their juggernaut form. They they opened, I think their first game of the season against the No, it was that first Sunday night football game when Aaron Rodgers tore the Achilles and the Jets ended up winning that one. But ever since then, the Bills have looked like absolute juggernauts. Wait, the Jags. Just, just process what you said there. Isn't that crazy to think of the Jets winning a game in general? And they beat the Bills without Aaron Rodgers. That's wild. Yeah, absolutely wild. Uh, The Jags have not looked great. They are coming off a win in London, uh, but they—that is their home. Their home over there in London. And if you know, technically, they're still the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it's going to be their home. They're actually playing again uh, this weekend in Europe. So they might as well just play all. I'm sure they stayed. They just stay in Europe for a week. Oh, surely. And there's no doubt they come back. Um, but yeah, it, the Bills just look like a much better team now. I think they're going to handle the Jags pretty easy. I've got the Bills minus five and a half at home against the Jags. Could be, 
could be a, a sneaky game of the week if Trevor Lawrence shows up. Um, but I still think the Bills are a much better team. Um, my first one, Texans at Falcons. I think this one also could be kind of a sneaky one. Um, we had talked about the Texans not being a very good team in general. We were kind of probably more focused on the defense when we were talking about that because their offense looks pretty good. Um, so I really like the Texans side against the Falcons defense uh, with CJ Stroud and what he's doing there. But also, um, anytime you have Bijan on the opposite side of the field and then you know, they, they've got weapons, Drake London and then Kyle Pitts, who they hate and don't use. So I, I feel like this could be a game where the Texans have a bad enough defense that Desmond Ritter might put something together. And then with Bijan being a factor in there and then what C.J. Stroud's doing, the over-under is only 41 and a half. Um, so that, that seemed pretty low to me. So I'm taking the over. I've also got this game in my best bets of the week. The Texans are getting two points at the Falcons. Uh, Falcons did not look good on Sunday. Uh, they're traveling back to the U.S. Uh, Falcons started the season 2-0 since then. They're 0-2. Complete opposite for Houston. Started 0-2 since then. They're 2-0. Um, for me, this just comes down to the, the Texans have a little more mojo right now than the Falcons. And in my opinion, at this, you know, at this juncture in the season, Houston appears to be the better team, and they're getting points here. So I'm just going back to my roots. So, you know, the first season we did this podcast, there were all kinds of opportunities. I mean, when it was just me and Tony sitting at a bar, I'm like, this is a better team, and they're getting points. We're going to take that. Uh, from what I can tell, Texans are the better team. They're getting points. We're going to take the Texans plus two at the Falcons. I feel better nice. about that bet than any bet all week, all, all year, all season. Like, for some reason, I guess – it's undeniable that Stroud's going to find a way. I, I don't know. Like, uh, Houston, Houston I guess that's what you just said. Houston's the better team. They're getting points. I don't think you've said that for a very long time. I haven't. And the, the, maybe you, you said just, it 42 times last year at the Lions. Yes. Well, and it worked. It paid every fucking time last year, too. Yeah, most of the time you hit. <laughs> yeah, that's the key to all of it. Look, we know the Texans are going to find some sort of potency in that pass game, whether, you know, maybe it's the second half, you know, when maybe there's a little prevent going there, there's going to be some sort of potency that comes from that Texans pass game. I have no faith in that Falcons pass game. My favorite, my favorite moment of the weekend is when Desmond Renner went over the sideline to give Mac, Mac Hollins a little, it's going to be okay, buddy, a little high five. And Mac Hollins just stood up and got in his face. He's like, fuck off, dude. Yes. <laughs> it ain't happening for the Falcons right now. Yep. Because he sucks. Uh, next game, Saints at Patriots. Oh, just I real don't quick. Think there's, yeah. Taylor, Taylor Heineke, much better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. I don't know why he wasn't playing in that game at any point last weekend. Agree. Now, if Heineke rolls out here, we might have a problem. Yep. Then that game's definitely in the over. <laughs> uh, Saints at Patriots. I don't think there were two other teams that played more horribly last week. Yeah. Um, especially the Patriots. And both of these defenses are decent. Uh, that's both of these teams' strong suits. So the over-under is only sitting at 40 points, but I don't even like that. I'm going to take the under. Both of these offense are kind of spiraling, I should say. And Bill Belichick, um, they just traded for J.C. Jackson today to get him back. So their defense gets even stronger. And so then they hopefully will have an answer for Chris Olave. 
um, which is the only player maybe on both sides of this this game that are even exciting so give me the under on 40 uh, saints and patriots chris olave has a good boys he's my boy coming out of that draft except for last week he had like one for two it was awful uh, but wasn't Jameis Jameis was one catch. But Jameis was starter at quarterback last week. Jameis only threw one pass. Then what do you mean? What was it? Was it Taysom Hill? What did I miss? Derek Carr played. Okay, then I just wasn't paying enough attention. Yeah, they were just. Um, maybe I'm thinking of the, maybe I'm thinking of the end of the maybe that's what it is. I'm thinking of the end of the game that Carr got hurt, where I saw Jameis multiple times. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he only attempted one pass, though. But, yeah, what a horrible game plan to only get Chris Olave one catch. I mean, and, and he wasn't shut down. You can't really shut down Chris Olave. He's that good. Uh, my third game of the week, the Bengals are hosting the Cardinals. Oh, is he going to go I, back? I feel bad about this guy. Like... <laughs> I'm waiting for this Bengals bounce back. I've been waiting for like three weeks, uh, two, at least two weeks. I've bet the Bengals thinking they're ready to bounce back. But Joey Burrow's got the doo-doo and the poo-poos, and <laughs> I've got to I've got to take the Cardinals plus three. I'm tired of getting fucked. <laughs> Card- Cardinals, they're not a great team by any means, but they're going to come out and they're going to play some ball and they're going to try to keep up with you. Um, if you if you're sleeping on the Cardinals at all when they're coming to town, you could have a big problem on your hands. Bengals shouldn't be doubting anybody right now because they fucking suck. And I, I'm i just going to, at this point, I'm just going to have to believe that the Bengals suck and that the Cardinals are a better team. That's where I'm at at this point. Cardinals are getting three points. They're the better team. I'm taking the Cardinals. At this point in the season, the Cardinals are the better team. Yikes. Did that hurt to say? Yeah, but it's the re- it's the reality of the yeah, situation. Painful. They're a more competitive team. Joe Burrow, doo dude in his pants. He reached yeah. down, grabbed some of it, rubbed it on his face. He's got pink eye in both eyes. Oh my God. <laughs> no, he's very hurt. This is also in my bets. It's an over under. He said, "My God." <laughs> <laughs> but the Bengals have. A stronger defense than what people give them credit for. Uh, they can get after the quarterback, which is Arizona's weakness. And so what Arizona has shown recently is Josh Dobbs is capable-ish. At, I was going to uh, say, up some points. they you. did it. Yeah. Luckily for Arizona, they don't have a quarterback. So they are immune to the superpower of the Bengals. It's true. <laughs> If you don't have a quarterback play, you're, I mean. Yeah, but Arizona has put up points against Dallas and San Francisco. Remember when they kicked the shit out of Dallas? Yeah, they did because the Cowboys suck. The (laughs) Cowboys haven't played anybody this year, and they're fucking tallying them up for the NFC Championship Super Bowl. They haven't played fucking anybody. They played the four worst teams in the league. God damn it. That was our episode. We should have had a whole episode shitting on the Cowboys, Corey. Why didn't you say this earlier? We can do that next week after they lose. Okay, we'll do it next week when they lose. All right. Um, 
Anyway, Bengals are sputtering. Joe Burrow is hurt. He's not sitting. They did they did Joe Burrow wrong by not holding him out a game or two to start this year. They'd have the same record. That's what they don't realize. They would have the same record and a healthy Joe Burrow moving forward, and their whole team would be different. Um, I don't like the vibes going on, and I think Cincinnati could make this. They could slow down the Cardinals' offense or what they have at offense. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. I'm going to take the under. On this one, I don't like. I don't like what the Bengals are showing. They only put up three points against Tennessee. That's just terrible. So I'm with Corey. Cardinals are just a better team right now, and that is absolutely horrible to say because they're probably maybe bottom three team in the league by the end of the year. So take just real quick, real quick. I just want to pull up the Cowboys' fucking schedule because, dude. Just today, man, I'm watching, I'm up there eating lunch, trying to eat my Subway sandwich. And I've got to watch Skip Bayless. He's got two guys from Young Money on the screen, two rappers I never heard of. And they're just fucking wah, 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 on the fucking Cowboys, dude. It was unbelievable. They, they beat the Giants. They beat the Jets, lost to the Cardinals, and they beat the Patriots. The Patriots suck. Patriots suck. <laughs> And this week, you know, they're playing well, the Niners. The Cardinals, you mop the floor with them. Dude, this is unbelievable. The amount. Dude, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at is it, there's Stephen A. Smith and Stephen A. Stephen A. is on my side because he hates Skip Bayless. So Stephen A. says the Cowboys are going to get exposed versus the Niners, which I absolutely agree. I, I That must be prime time, which is probably why I'm not betting it. I hate betting prime time. Um, but anyways, yeah, Cowboys. Let's pump the brakes here a little bit. They got a tough schedule coming up. They got the Niners, the Chargers, the Rams, Philadelphia, and then it gets fucking easy again for them. So they're probably going to be a playoff team and probably oh, fucking getting me worked up. Uh, my fourth game of the week, uh, Rams are hosting the Eagles. I went back and forth on this one. You know, I like this game. My mind was My mind was bouncing back and forth. Rams could have Cooper Cup back this weekend, but Matt Stafford's a little banged up. Um, I want to pull up the Eagles schedule real quick because the Eagles are still undefeated, right? They're one yes, of the few. They're the Viking. They're the Vikings of this year, right? They are squeaking by every game. They've won every week by a point or something <laughs> stupid like a possession, and it's they they let the Commanders take them into overtime last week. I mean, come on. Yeah. Bro, I'm in that the was fun to watch, by the way. That was great. That was a lot of fun to watch. But you're telling me a Super Bowl team has won by one possession against the Patriots week one, Commanders week three. Who'd they play week two? Uh, week two is the Vikings. Okay. So, yeah, you're telling me that's a Super Bowl team? No, Listen, I didn't ever I, say I hear that. You. I never said I that. I hear you. No, I think tell, he, like media, general media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the Eagles are a really tough team. I think they're really good. They have, I don't think they've played up to their potential. Uh, but I'm also a firm believer that the Rams are a lot better than everybody thinks they are. Uh, Rams are getting four and a half. I think, like I've already said, Cup being back gives them a whole new dynamic, and they have Puka Nakua. Uh, Stafford might be a little banged up, but he's a guy that's used to playing banged up. If, if anything, it gives him a little extra juice. I mean – it wasn't their play when he was with the Lions where he's got like a back injury and he he hurries the team up and they get the touchdown or whatever that they need and he hobbles off the field like damn near gets carried off. The guy's oh, tough. I think he just uh, broke his collarbone. 
when he did That's that. That's right. The collarbone, but he still got him up there and he got the score. Yeah. Um, Dude broke his back and played. Yeah. Matt Stafford's an absolute dog. The Rams are better than everybody thinks. They're still not getting the respect they deserve. Sean McVay's a hell of a coach, and I've got them covering four and a half against the Eagles this weekend. I think the Rams have a really good chance of winning this football game. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, my last one, Chiefs are going into Minnesota. This could very well be the game of the week. Tony mentioned, I'm surprised the over-under is not 70. <laughs> I was but, kind of being dead-ass serious. Like, no, I know. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Know, I know. I, and then I, and then I lit, honestly also asked, is it primetime? Because there does seem to be something going on with these primetime games. But uh, if, it, if you're telling me this is a 1 or a 4 o'clock game, it's fucking, a 4. I'm at 70 on this line. All right. It'll, it'll be exciting to see who's right because uh, the over-under is 52 I'm, and a half. And wait, I'm exaggerating. 35 and 35 is a lot, but the point is, still, yeah. Yeah, and I'm taking the under. The Chiefs did not look good on the road last week. In fact, they looked not good at all. Um, their defense is stronger than what people give them credit for. Although the Vikings' offense is by far their strong suit, and Pat Mahomes might just eat this team alive, um, I'm still just I'm feeling like this game is going to underproduce what it, what it should be. Like I said, this could be the game of the week, but I think the game of the week might end up being that Philly-Rams game. Um, it was just a little too high for me. I think it was in the 50s as well. But uh, 52 and a half, I, my gut is telling me to take the under on Chiefs-Vikings. I just think that's too many points. I think so. I feel like last week's slate of football just kind of stunk. Yeah, we've got some. We've got some contenders here for game of the week. Like I think Jags Bills could be a banger. Um, Eagles Rams could be a banger, and then that Chiefs Vikings, and then you got Cowboys Niners on Sunday Night Football. There's four really good games this week. Um, I'm curious. Daniel Jones comes back. That I mean, anybody that plays the Dolphins, they have to put up like you know four touchdowns to even compete. So that could be an unexpectedly high-scoring game, too. Sure. Um, I'm just curious, Daniel. Like, when I'm picking my bets of the week, I don't even, like, I never even saw the Cowboys game because it's a primetime game. So, like, that, Monday night and Thursday night football, I don't even glance at them because I feel like it's just such an odd environment. Like, when these teams are playing at 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock, that's their standard, like, routine, like, I think you're more likely to get the team you're expecting to see. We're like these primetime games, man. I feel like they pump in more commercials. The fucking, they've just been sitting around all day. And then like the whole perspective changes for the players. Like I know if I rolled out on Sunday night, like I'd be like, this is really fucking weird guys. Like we're playing football at night. Like, I don't know. Does that deter you all from betting like primetime? Um, a little bit. This week's different because whenever there's a primetime game in, like on the West Coast, but it's going to be light out when they kick off. Sure. sure. <laughs> so it doesn't feel as weird when that happens. But yeah, like I bet a Monday night game last week uh, just because I just because I was feeling it. I hardly ever, ever, ever touch Thursday games. They're usually going to be terrible. Uh, but yeah, the the Thursday night games, yeah, the Monday night games and Sunday night games, for whatever reason, you you just said that, and it was kind of like, yeah, that, is, that does make sense. I've never really thought about it before, but yeah, 
like the over unders that hit on these games this year, like it has to be really heavy on the unders. I feel oh, like I'm I don't sure. know what the stats are, but yeah, I do not fucking know. commercials, man. That shit's borderline unwatchable. They need to fix their. You fix are on the commercial product. thing again already. Fucking, hey, oh, I'll dude. tell you what. I went to um, I went to the Tennessee game this past week. I went to my first college football game. It was awesome. SEC football game matchup, and something that I noticed within the first like two minutes that the NFL should implement is when they did a timeout. They had a guy that was dedicated to this job. He ran out on the field and he had this like post with a countdown timer that everyone could see. And it was in red, red letters or, you know, red numbers. And it was really bright. And everyone saw the countdown for the commercial break because it was in prime time. It was a 730 game. Everybody was watching. And he, he just like ran out on the field, stuck in the ground, and it was 30 seconds, and it was the countdown, and everyone's watching it. He, he runs off the field, and then they start playing again. That's cool. It felt like it went way faster doing that because the whole time at, like, NFL games when they're like, uh, this is a commercial timeout, everyone's just kind of standing around, and you're like, God, I should get a beer right now, but we're just kind of just sitting here. All the teams are just standing there on the field. It's, like, just kind of a waste. It's such a waste of time. Yeah, I hate to talk about this, but, like, Obviously, the NFL wants their money. I get it. But why do we need so many? Like, you, each team gets three timeouts a half. That's six timeouts. You got a two-minute warning. That's seven. You got a spot between the quarters. That's eight. Injury timeouts, two or three again. Injury timeouts. Why are we taking a timeout when one team punts the ball to the other? Like, the defense was just sitting on the bench. They don't need a fucking break. Like it's just not necessary. Like let's just play football. You'll get you'll get your commercials in. It's, I don't care if you put ads necessary. on the field or it's, the jersey. Like it's just brutal, man. Absolutely not. So that's that's why that's the reason. I am still to this day pissed off that it's the fucking Fredo Lee's Fredo Lay's football bowl for college game day. Like I don't know why it bothers me so much, but I sure as fuck don't want. Frito-Lay on the back of my fucking Colts jerseys. I don't want to see it. I'm not interested. I'm there to watch the Colts. The trouble is, we want our payers to get played more. Obviously, the owners are going to take a big, bigger chunk than the players get. Like, it's just the way things work. Uh, the league's going to take money on top of that. My light just turned off and on for no reason at all. That was really weird. Uh, yeah, someone's in your house. I would much rather, and I agree with you that there's too many. The trouble is they're already charging a fucking arm and a leg for these commercials. Like they can't charge more, <laughs> you know, there comes a point where you can't charge any more for the commercials. So you just have to have more commercials. Uh, I don't know. I, I would rather I, continue I to see the salary cap go up, continue to see these gladiators get paid more money. Uh, I like that stuff. I mean, I appreciate it when you're now, when you're, when you're at home on, on watching on TV, I get it, dude. It fucking sucks. Every punt is a break when I'm sitting in at the game. I don't even notice them. Like, it blows my mind. I don't even notice it's happening. I think there was once recently that I was like, yeah, we've kind of been waiting around for a while. What's going on out here? But it's, like, very, very rarely. And maybe it's just because it's a different environment, because there's beer involved, because there's stupid shit going on in the field in front of me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I have people next to me and behind me and next to me and in front of me and all that stuff. Um, but at the, in the game environment, I don't notice it. I, w I will say at the game, it's a lot less noticeable. And, like, 
during the one and four o'clock and that's my favorite part of the day is I can have the Colts game on. I can flip. When the Colts go to commercial, I can go to red zone. And then I can kind of peep over to the Colts game. Are they back? Are they back? I can yep. go back. Yeah, four, yeah. four o'clock games, I'm on red zone nonstop. It's just football, football, football. And then Sunday night rolls around, man, and it is just a boner kill for me. Yeah. Like, I just can't. <laughs> no, I get that. I just can't. I hear you. Yeah, like, like, by halftime, I'm like... I got. I'm turning this shit off. I'm gonna watch some goddamn fishing videos on YouTube. Like, I I just can't handle it. It is yeah. unbelievable. You would me. rather watch say, fishing like, videos I, on YouTube? Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I, I will say I am absolutely obsessed with football. Like the NFL, I look forward to it every year. I am just I'm NFL crazy. But when it's not red zone, I'm borderline out. The amount of Sunday night and Monday night game, actual live game footage I have watched has been very minimal because of that. Thursday and Sunday and Monday nights have been brutal with commercials. The, so the game on Monday night is a horrible game. It was the Giants game because there's a Giants, bunch of turnovers yeah, and shit. Yeah. Which... If there's a fucking turnover, you fucking you're go get a bag of chips. Yeah, you're thirty well seconds. Just take a little break. But dude, yeah. it was the game started at eight twenty. It was nine forty five. There's still three minutes to go in the first half. How long is the first half, guys? How much time is on the clock? Thirty, 30 minutes. minutes. 30 and minutes. we're an hour and fifteen minutes into this game, and there's still three minutes left on the clock. What the fuck are we doing? You've literally shown more commercials than football. That's true. Like I real, there's, I realize there's 60 minutes on the clock, and these games last three hours if they're fast. Right, and I realize there's times when the clock stopped, and there, you know, there's a play clock running. But at that ratio, at 30 minutes to an hour and 15, you're 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 playing more commercials than football, which is unreasonable. I'd rather watch an F1 race or a Premier League soccer game. Okay. Okay. That is a very valid point, and now I'm fully on your side. You have now catfished me into believing this. Not catfished. Um, Tony, Tony, take it to the owners, would you? Yeah, I'll take it to the owners. I'll call up Jim. You want you want to queue up a really good Sunday? Attach yourself to a Premier League fo- soccer team. I'm, I about said football team, or like a Bundesliga team. Get that on at Sunday morning at eight thirty. No commercials for two hours. And then maybe an F1 race right in between that. And then football starts. So you just watched three or four hours of sports with no commercials. And then you got to watch the football on red zone. And then by the time Sunday night, you already got your fill. Sunday night football's on. We don't want to, you don't even want to watch those commercials. You can just go to bed and you got your full day of no commercials, just straight sports. Thank God for red zone. I love it. Oh shit, dude. Yeah. Red zone is the shit. Okay, it feeds my ADD football addiction. Did you know, I saw today that uh, ESPN starting a uh, NHL red zone type thing. Which, hey, that might get me into NHL. I I could totally tune in for that. How do they? But that's such yeah. a fast paced thing. I wonder how that's going to work. I don't know. Right? Yeah, hockey. Like in football, you can anticipate scores. Like, sure. is there? Unless it's like a pick six or something. But yeah, hockey is just constantly. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Same. Well, I think they said they show all power plays, which is like when one guy's off the ice, so they're outnumbered. It's like I'm sure they tune over for a power play. Maybe that's where most of the goals come from. I don't know enough about it. But I might tune into that whenever it comes on just to see what's up. 
Interesting. All right. Anybody have anything else? I want, hold on. I want to talk. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. No, right, no, no. Talk about no. What, you want to talk about Joe Bobo? <laughs> Is that what you want to do? Did he have another doo-doo in his boo-boo? <laughs> You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Thanks for hanging out tonight, Smiles. Have a good night.